Welcome to Wow Wonders Why, a companion podcast to Smart Enough to Know Better. This episode is entitled Devil, Devil in the, the Detail. Detail. Now, for those who listen to the podcast regularly, you'll know that I, Gregoire, love science. I am a devotee to science. I'm a science communicator on many different levels, professionally, and I think science is an amazing tool to get rid of the problems our world has. Now, it can bring its own problems as well, but it's really an amazing tool. It's a technology that we can use to make humans' lives better. But we forget something sometimes that all tools have a weakness, and that's the human using it. <laughs> that's the human who actually enacts the science. Science is not just an unknowable machine that runs by itself. It's actually a human endeavor. And that human endeavor has biases, that human endeavor has blind spots, and sometimes science can be plain wrong even if experiments are done using the scientific method. And we have to take these into account. I wanted to talk about such a paper that I found. It's not a harmful paper. I just felt that the paper itself had problems. So I had to go find someone to share it with. Enjoy. Hey, look, everyone. It's Dan Beeston. Greg? Hello, Dan. How are you? Greg, it's 4 a.m. What are you... We're going to talk science. What's wrong? We're going to talk psychology. We're talking psychology. That's what we do. What? Welcome to Wild Wonders Why. It's still dark. It's never dark when the light of science shines on us. I'm going back to sleep. No. Bye-bye. Don't sleep, Dan. Never sleep. It's just, hello? Hello? Hello, Dan. Dan. Yes, I'm still here. Good. Excellent. Thank goodness. All right. I was on Facebook, a thing you're no longer on because you're smarter than me. Oh, my God. It's so good. It's so good. Uh, We have mutual friends, and I haven't heard them have a rant for a long time. I forgot that they were terrible people. I was like, oh, I'd like to catch up with that person again. It's like, oh, wait a second. Are they terrible on the internet? Yeah, but it's not on the internet. It's in person. People are nice in person. (laughs) Okay. Now, oh. if you're listening to that and going, oh, I think that's me, it definitely is you. <laughs> you are that guy. Or girl. Or girl. Dan Dan hates you all. Uh, anyway, <laughs> I was on the Facebooks yes. and I came across a little comment from a, a friend of ours and they were retweeting something from quite interesting, QI, saying how a new report had discovered that children who study music do better academically than children who don't do music. So up to about a year, like you'd be a year better in your education. And I heard that. I saw that. I saw that on Reddit. Oh, there you go. Which is where I spend all my time where, now that I'm not on Facebook all the time. And Reddit's much better than Facebook. There's nothing bad on Reddit. <laughs> Sorry. There is a place called, there's a subreddit called The Donald, mm. and the people there are not very kind. Mm, mm. Yeah, Donald Duck does bring out the worst in people. It's true. He's so angry all the time. He's very He's angry. so angry. It's a lack of pants. Anyway, this... Re- See, a lack of pants makes me calmer. It's, but no one else. No one else. No, no. Everyone else gets angry. No. Oh, actually. Yeah, okay. <laughs> all right. So, um, yeah, there's obviously something there. Dad has Donald us again. Damn it. Anyway, anyway, this 
comment about education. I love at the beginning you were like, this might go for only 10 minutes. Oh, you wish it would only go for 10 minutes. <laughs> this comment brought people out and people were talking about how they did music at school or would give the opportunity to music at school. It led to a really nice discussion, people back and forth discussing the concept of musical instruction leading to better academia. It was quite a calm, lovely thing. Some people were sad they missed out. Some people were like, I've done music and I'm a better person because of it and all, and everything in between. And it preyed on my mind for a bit. I thought about it for a while. And then I thought to myself, and I wrote this down too, is it correlation or is it causation? Is it studying music makes you smarter or study better? Or is it those who study better do music? Yeah, it's the second one. It's a- <laughs> Dan has Dan has come out swinging for the second one. I and my my thought. Well, come on, it's that's stupid. If you're if you have access to musical instruments, then either you're going to a fairly decent school in the first place, and your parents are able to like help you pay for instruments and to, or music lessons and stuff, mm. which means that they can probably put food on the table every night and and have the resources to like have you get to bed on time. Whereas if you don't have those resources, you're going to be yeah, like you're going to be stuck. With a plastic recorder. This is why... No one got smarter playing the recorder, Greg. <laughs> this is why, listeners, I sometimes think that Dan is my Tyler Durden from Fight Club because Dan just vocalised every thought I had about had about this study in the same angry way my brain was yelling at me. So, yes, I'm not too sure if I'm his Tyler Durden or he's my Tyler Durden. One or the oh, other. no, 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 no. I'm both the narrator and Tyler Durden, and you're my uh, Martha? No, Marla. Marla. Marla Singer. Oh, that's really lovely. Slide, Dan. Slide. <laughs> anyway, this is going to go for a very long time. <laughs> but that's what that was my thinking too, but I didn't know. I, I, I don't know these things, and, and, and I'm not Which going to... why you called me. Well, that's right. So you can I know. Me. There's your answer. So I did... Whoever what... says differently is a f***ing idiot. Thanks, Dan. So I did what all good all good researchers should do. I went and found the study itself, not just Dan. I went and actually found the study, and it's yeah, that's in- that's what I did too. That's why I'm so certain. <laughs> it's in the journal. I read through that very dry study, all of it, oh, every single page. It's in the journal. That's of ed- how dedicated I am. It's in the journal of educational psychology, Dan, and it's a good. Yep. Emerson and Guziasis, 2019. Yep, that's, that's right, probably... 2019, yep. yep. <laughs> Thanks. Thanks, Dan. Mm-hmm. And after reading this abstract for it, it does. they're saying, hey, everything we said before, that if you study music, you will actually do better over years than people who don't study music. Not if you study singing, which is interesting, or not as much of a gain if you're a singer. So it has to be an actual musical instrument. Though they didn't define what a musical instrument is. Is it a triangle? Is it a cello? Is it everything? Is it a recorder? Is it several triangles at the same time? Who knows? Or That's just right. two triangles being rung against each other? Bagpipes. Who knows what it is? We don't. It doesn't really say. And it's a Canadian study over one hundred and twelve thousand students. So you begin- see, the, the weird thing is, the the smartest people I know are playing the dumbest instruments. There are people who, at high school, for instance, who are you know middle of the road intelligence. But they could play the guitar or the bass or something. But then all the real boffins were playing like the oboe or the or the cello. Our, our friend Dr. Joel Gilmore plays the piano accordion like a <laughs> psycho. What sort of 
It's 2019, Greg. What sort of person decides, I'm going to learn to play the piano accordion? Pick a good instrument first. I work with Dr. Stephen Janowitzki, an astrophysicist, and he plays the, the piano accordion. And he's also a Morris dancer, which is an amazing fellow. So look, let's not, let's not bag piano accordions. I assume he rides a unicycle too, (laughs) smokes a pipe. He probably does. He's a lovely fellow. Let me get this out there. The listeners are going, Oh, and he he, he is a fellow too. Like that's the word you would describe those sort of people. (laughs) Dr. Joel Gilmore is a fellow. Uh, And all the tweed that comes with it. I'm I'm putting it back down. We've got to to get to the, the crux of this argument. Goodness me. Let me just read this out to you. Listeners, Greg was like, I was thinking of just doing it myself, but I'm like, oh, I better have someone else involved. <laughs> He's regretting that now. He is, he is. So it says here, participation in school music, especially instrumental music, was related to higher exam scores, and students with higher levels of school music engagement had higher exam scores. The positive relationship between music engagement and academic achievement was independent of students' previous achievements, sex, cultural background, and neighborhood socioeconomic status. That seemed to answer my question of, is it the fact that if you're rich, you can give your kids education? Or is yep. it, no, it's actually got to do with the music, nothing to do with the, the money or your gender. And how are, they, how are they judging intelligence in this instance? Your grades, basically. Looking at okay, grades. okay. So over, yeah, so that's how they're looking at it. But what if you're getting like all A's, but it's all in music and art? No, what they're saying is that, they were checking against math, sciences, and English compared to uh, if you did music. So they were yeah. looking at the other subjects. So it's not just art. It's not. It's math, sciences, and English. Then I have a theory. Excellent. Go. Excellent. Greg says, oh, God, another tangent. No, no. I have a theory. <laughs> as long as it's not so, about Donald Duck, I'm happy to hear it. It's my, it's my duck penis related. No, oh, no. <laughs> some people don't feel that they're good at maths. Mm-hmm. And they don't like maths. Yes. And those people are exposed to maths from the very beginning as that very abstract threes and fours and square roots and all that sort of stuff. Whereas if you get more into maths, then you – and you, uh, like the people who really enjoy maths are enjoying it for matrices and ideas about infinite numbers and ideas that are more philosophical in nature or possibly uh, – and, and these are the sort of people who get excited when they discover that certain plants follow the Fibonacci sequence mm. or mm. – and, and they see maths interacting with their world. Mm. So music and the, and, and the scale of music is a very mathematical thing, but it's also a very emotive thing. So I wonder if connecting mathematics to emotions – makes people better at thinking about maths and, and engaging with maths. I can see that. I mean, I, and this is all anecdotal now, of course, but cross-discipline uh, work makes made me better at certain sciences. So when I was in high school doing physics and chemistry, in grade 12, there was a connection suddenly between chemistry and physics. I realised that physics and chemistry were the same subject, and what I was learning in one translated very well to the other and suddenly they both became much easier because I had a, a stronger foundation to build off them. I wasn't, mm. it wasn't separate. It was one subject from two different angles. If you want to think of it that way, or maybe at two different scales, chemistry, a bit more pulled out, a bit more global scale and physics, a bit more granular in my mind anyway. So oh, this is in high school. Is in high school. Yes. Yeah, I, did, I didn't do any science in year 11, 12 oh, high school. Breaks I, my heart. Breaks I got to do all this. I got to do all the art. 
I just uh, did drawings all the time. It's uh, brilliant. It breaks my heart, Dan. Absolutely Sci- breaks my heart. Science is really boring, Greg. It, it really isn't, Dan. It really isn't. Mm, it's, it's really boring. Bad teachers are boring, but good teachers, no. You, oh, oh, it's delightful. Yeah, people who can communicate science in an engaging manner. Yes. Yes, Dan. Yes, that's what I'm trying to say. And okay, if, okay. If, if you want to hire uh, Gregoire to teach us... <laughs> what are you talking about? Back to this report. I read <laughs> okay. through the whole report and... I started to find interesting points. So to me, I was like, okay, it's, it seems to be that it's music and they're very strong about that. And they talk about the, uh, the P variables and the, which we have to get, uh, we have to get our doctor, Dr. Sam Clifford back on to talk about that stuff if we want to in the future. But I found something about the omitted variables and uh, nature of the study. So this is really good. They put in their own walks of shame, basically into their study, which is great. And it says here, there is evidence that children in the U.S. are more likely to initiate music education if they are higher academic achievers, are from two-parent families, generally have a higher socioeconomic status and background, and or are female. This is from a different report from 2008 by Kinney. So now we have a problem. Because in the abstract it said we take into account all the socioeconomic stuff, but then they say here... Oh, but it has been shown that those who do music education are normally higher academic achievers anyway, come from two-parent families, have more money, and or are female. <laughs> so mm. this kind of goes against the, what the report's saying. They're saying it had nothing to do with the money. They took that into account. But now it's saying, well, actually it has been shown that it doesn't help because the people who are likely to go and do music, as it's, not, it's not as if they went, hey, kids – random children from the world let's just take a random smattering of, of children from canada let's say and put some into music classes and some not into music classes and see if after two years how they're doing they went to music classes and looked for kids so you already have a selection bias of yeah. kids who have gone to get music classes and then they did uh, talked about in the same thing they say that parental parental involvement can be positive and negative but parents who have trained their kids to be open to new ideas normally have children who do better in academic achievement so if you mm. are open to if you're like hey jimmy go, hey jenny let's go play football and do some science and do some art and you know uh, and give food to the animals and look after the environment and do all you know all the socially conscious stuff your kids strangely enough end up to be a little bit smarter a little bit nicer less douche nozzly than someone who doesn't do all these things yeah in order to do it properly you need to get a cross-section of kids and then get and figure out which ones are the ones who are doing music uh, to make themselves better and which ones are doing a different creative thing to make themselves better and the people who don't do anything and don't uh, and like at all yeah but how do you find i mean you you, you have to like blank out their memories or something or, you would have to raise them look, in a box yeah it what's important ethically... is that uh, is that it involves a lot of children in boxes yes and i am all about that <laughs> that's what some people say school is man just putting kids in boxes man smart as, as, oh uh, that's good that's as, good uh, as rick floyd will uh <laughs> as rick says that. school is not for smart people morty that's t- terrible thing to say rick terrible thing to say <laughs> I'm conflicted by this and I am not an expert in this area as a psychology, not my area at all. And I would hate for the 
the writers of this paper to hear this podcast and go, you son of a monkey! And like yell at us because we've missed something very obvious. But I'm, I'm very conflicted because there's something in psychology, which we've talked about on the main podcast before, called the replication crisis. Have you, you, you remember the replication crisis, Dan? No, I tuned out. <laughs> so, I mean, rep- yeah, I mean, yes, I remember it correctly, but could you just repeat it for our uh, more uh, tuny out listeners? <laughs> the replication crisis is an ongoing study in 2019 where many, many papers from different areas, so psychology, medicine, marketing, economics, sports sciences, are all having problems getting the same answers to the same experiments than people have done before. Ah, yes, the old peer review. Yes, and it's, it's, it's not – well, yes, there's a problem with peer review, but it's bigger than that. It's you do an experiment and then it gets amazing – like the Milgram experiment where they make, everyone will kill someone, pressing a button to death and that sort of stuff. Or the Milgram – wait, I'm mixing up Milgram – that Milgram's the prison one, isn't it? Oh, I'm getting mixed up. But you know those old stories that say if someone tells you to zap someone on the other side of the wall until they die, if they get something wrong, you'll do it because a scientist told you to do it. Mm. This can't be replicated. It was like what they tried to show was humans follow authority to the point where they'll murder someone and that cannot be replicated. There's a huge issue with a lot of these things, especially in psychology. We don't. We can't replicate them. They because yeah, and I assume well, because it's biases. So go on. Yes. Well, I mean, also society keeps changing. Like the psychology of people is going to change like, dramatically between generations. Suddenly, all these kids are like are dealing with so, are dealing with a whole new world of social media and how to deal with that, which is something we had to. Do you remember the first time we had internet forums or no email groups? Yes. Yes, we do. Oh my. God, people went insane. Yes. Because no one knew the rules. And then suddenly someone would be using caps all the way through their email. It's like, (laughs) yo, Darth. It's like, no, I just, I use caps because I like capitals. And it's like, no, we, and there's no rules. There's no, there were no rules. And we all had to figure out what the hell was going on. Now we need giant multinational companies to (laughs) get us to fight. I think. Nowadays, you've got to follow the idea of the, the being punched in the nose idea of if you were standing in the room, would you say that to the other person, honestly? And most people know you wouldn't. That doesn't stop sociopaths and, and bodybuilders because they would probably just punch you in the nose. That's, that's a terrible thing. So I'm sure most bodybuilders are lovely. But, you know, someone who's physically bigger than you shouldn't have the right to call you nasty names on the Internet. But you see what I'm trying to say here. There is that you forget that you're talking to another human being, that it's not just a faceless machine on the other side that you can yell at. It's No, no, it's, it's a human being that you would never say those things to in real life. So the replication crisis is a big problem. And I think this paper maybe might, might suffer from that from totally from a layman's point of view. I'd like to see this study done elsewhere and see if it can be found, whether or not it is music that actually makes kids smarter, or it's just raising your kids to be open to new ideas, being rich enough to give them stuff and being able to actually lead them down a path of being better academic people, being involved in your children's lives, that general. Just, 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 just be a better parent. Yeah, the type of person who's going to succeed at some things could also succeed at music. Yes. if you don't succeed at music pretty quickly, you're going to give up. It's no fun to be shit at music for a half a decade. And it's no fun for the people around you that you're shit at music either, and they will stop you from doing it. Like if you're if you're a bad cello player for two years, in some I'm going to go just stop for my sanity's sake, stop. I'd be a bad parent.
I have to wait until my wife leaves the house before I practice the ukulele now. <laughs> like, there's, there's no clearer signal than that, really. <laughs> and you're pretty good at the ukulele, too. As far as a ukulele player can be good. I can See, it's that. that sort of attitude that she's got, too. <laughs> It's a beautiful instrument. It's kind of like the equivalent of, I have the cleanest, prettiest anus in the world. And you're like, oh, I'm sure you do, but it's still not something I wish to see nor talk about in polite company. See, some people are not very good at scratching their fingernails down a blackboard, but I've been practicing for a while (laughs) and I've really got the tonality and the tempo... I'm sorry, ukulele players. I offended someone at work. I borrowed their ukulele for uh, a costume and I made some disparaging remark as they passed it to me. And they, you could see them going, oh, I don't want to give this to you now. But I'd already had it in my hands and I wasn't letting go. So I was happy to use it as a costume, comedy costume, but I still had to get a dig in. It's kind of like how we used to talk about vegetarians in the past. You know, back in the day, you're like, vegetarian. Now we're like, cool with it. Ukulele players are the new vegetarians. Ugh. Oh. Terrible people. Right. Yeah. Now I'm starting to realize why vegetarians are always so angry. <laughs> Do you know of any other papers or experiments that you've heard of that, make, that made you go, this sounds odd to me? Where, yeah. I, every single time I read one of these now, I'm like, how could this have been f***ed up? Yes. That's the important part. I think that's a very big point. Now that I've learned about psychology, I'm always saying, that's okay, but what was the biases of the researchers and what was the limitations of the study? If I can find the paper, I can find what the limitations were. And then, but also, how does the media misconstrue it? And this is not an anti-media comment. It's just that if you're a total layperson trying to read a a very complicated paper, you're probably going to get something weird out of it. And you just say the one line... Music makes your kids smarter. Is that what it's really saying? Is that, is that, and I, mm. you won't believe what this. Yes. Yeah. Uh, And even even if you're not trying to do that clickbaity title, it still comes across as clickbaity. And I guess from all of this, from what I want our listeners to take on, take from this is don't discard science and return to the, the, the bosom of shamanism or something like that. There's still a lot to be learned, but be aware that, unless it specifically states how it's working and the level that it's working, maybe take it with a grain of salt and just look for the wider implications of it. Think about who did the report? Was it a white 40, 50, 60 year old American male who's rich uh, and straight and cis and, you know, and if they, that will change it. That's going to change the study if they're not aware of it. All these things. And it, all, yeah. those, all those things I just said then, by the way, is I think I've just mentioned 90% of all working scientists who get papers, unfortunately. Uh, mm. yeah, so keep that in mind, listeners, when you're reading these things. Don't discount them, but be critical about them. Every time I read a science story, I'm like, how could Big Pharma benefit from this? How could all of the round earthers benefit from this? <laughs> How does this help them pretend that we landed on the moon? Oh, don't even. I am. No, I'm not. I can't even. I can't even. <laughs> can't even. Did you know that learning a musical instrument actually vaccinates your child against measles? <laughs> I'm going. Go back to bed, Dan. I've had enough now. 
No, 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 no. That's not how this works. No, no. Back to bed. Back to sleep. You've opened Pandora's box. You have let the genie out of the bottle. All you right. Have... Bye, Dan. Bye. Thanks once again to Dan for joining me for this episode of Wow Wonders Why. I don't want you listeners to go away from this thinking, oh, they're really down on this paper. Yes, I said it has problems and the replication issues in science, especially in the in the soft sciences, as sometimes people call them, are is a big problem. Now, Kevin Lowe, our resident philosopher, made a good point that physics should be called the easy science because like in physics if you're studying stars let's say stars are quite simple things relatively they have radiated pressure pushing out and they have gravity pulling in and there's fusion going on but these all follow the laws and rules that we can understand the harder sciences according to kevin are things like psychology because the human brain is a messy messy animal and we're trying to use the human brain to study the human brain and the actions of that brain it's an almost impossible task. So it's very hard to find an answer to the thing, a simple, clear-cut answer. Because I believe, this is just a belief of my own, that there is no clear-cut answer. I don't believe there's any way of saying, do this one thing and your children will be smarter. I think it takes a lot of different things. And strangely enough, it probably just comes down to spending time with your kids and spending money on them. If you don't have that money, hopefully society will give the opportunity such as libraries, things like that, uh, so you can actually educate your children just by spending time with them and doing things with them. But I'm not a parent and I'm not a psychologist. What the heck do I know? Play music, play sports, do theatre, be involved in science, be involved in your communities, help other people, be nice to animals that don't have your intelligence... The list is endless, but more importantly, varied. Vary what you do, and it's been shown your brain will respond better in later years. You'll be happier, and you'll be healthier if you do lots of different things. I think that might be the key. Have fun whilst you're doing things, and you're probably going to end up as a nice, well-rounded, good human being. And society, as I said before, needs to support that. Thanks for listening to this episode of Wild Wonders Why, and we'll see you for the next one. Bye.